Chamber of Comics have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated Dan. This week on Discussions with Decapitated Dan, Douglas Paskevich is back, and he's ready to talk about Arsenic Lullaby Pulp Edition, which can be found in the September previews. Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by CuriousGoodsAndComics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings. CuriousGoodsandComics.com, where Decapitated Dan gets his books. Are you a comic book creator? Do you write, draw, color, letter, ink, edit, or do your own webcomic? If so, you're eligible to nominate for the Ghastly Awards. Go over to GhastlyAwards.com and find the nomination form and nominate for this year's Best in Horror Comics, the Ghastly Awards, honoring excellence in horror comics since 2011. GhastlyAwards.com So, welcome everybody to Discussions with Decapitated Dan. Joining me for, I believe, third time on the show, maybe four, but I think it's three, Doug Paskavitz. <laughs> How are you doing, Dan? Good, good. And yourself? I'm doing great. Now, let me ask you something. Uh oh. Okay. Which episode is this of the decapitated band? 109. That's what I thought. You had a big hundredth. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Why was it? I noticed I wasn't on it. (laughs) No, it was it was me being interviewed. That was that was how we celebrated with my ego. Oh, <laughs> uh, those who live in glass houses, you know. So That's I right. Let, I guess I'll let you slide. <laughs> but seen, but now you're on, so I guess that that makes up for it. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. So okay, real quick, as we always do, who are you and what do you do? My name is Douglas Paskevich, and I draw funny pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Let's let's not sell people short. I write I write and illustrate for Mad Magazine. I also write and illustrate a comic book called Arsenic Lullaby, which has been nominated for the industry's two highest awards, the Eisner and the Harvey Award. Soon to, soon, hopefully, maybe a ghastly in your future. Yeah, a ghastly would have been nice. Here's the yeah. thing about the ghastly, everybody. Uh you can't nominate yourself. That's correct, right, Dan? That is 100% correct. Your your peers have to nominate you. That's correct, right, Dan? Yep, that is, that is correct. No, I've been in the industry, oh, about 12 years, and And I even, I you know, because I'm not one to let an opportunity slide, send out a little email to all your buddies. Hey, yes, <laughs> please, coming up. <laughs> how, about, how about you throw my hat in the ring, fellas? Huh? <laughs> hey, boy, hey, remember that time you needed a dolly to haul all your crap because you were too stupid to bring 
your own dollar, your comic book convention, you got 48 books for 10? Hey, you, you, how about, remember that time, huh? How about that? Hey, remember that girl that was underage? I had to get you out, you know, the alibi, remember, huh? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. That's what they're going to hear. the nomination awards. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not on here. I've already Nobody got it all worked up. Man. Nobody nominated me, Dan. Not yet. I can't tell you how the nominations have gone so far, but not yet. Well, yeah, but last year. Oh. Last year. We're worried about this year. I'm worried about last year and all the ingrates that I sent <laughs> emails to. Say, how much you, you know, how much you do me a solid, buddy? Nobody. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. You know what's what's funny about it then? If if you've been up for the other two, then that's peer based as well. So they're they're, um, they're hooking you up with those. Yeah, well, the Harvey was like ten years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was before I had ten years worth of being a jerk to everybody. I <laughs> that's when the nice Doug was around. Yeah, that's when I was still young and naive and thought you had to be nice to everybody. And then, you know, <laughs> you're a couple of years on your belly. Wait, wait, you know, screw these guys. Steal on this table. Hey, at this guy, I'm gonna, you know, run, grab the elevator and let the door close on him. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, stuff that gets you through the day. And <laughs> <laughs> then comes convention time. I thought we were talking about convention time. <laughs> I mean, not convention time. I'm talking, yeah. <laughs> You know, when uh, nomination time comes around. But the Eisners, you, you nominate yourself and then it goes through some sort of... Oh, that's right. Yep. There's like a panel of judges who actually know something. That's right. I forgot. It's not just, you know, a bunch of ham and eggers who hang out in the hospitality room. And... <laughs> just some random people. Hey, you ever read a book before? Get in here. Be a judge. Well, no. I mean, I'm talking about my peers. Oh, yeah. Road, but, you know. Yeah. Who, you know, they stare into their sketchbooks for eight hours while people try to talk to them at a comic book convention, and then they go to the hospitality room and punch their fist into a bag of Doritos for 15 minutes. Tell me how you real feel. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you fly across? You know, I ask them sometimes, you know, why, why did you fly across the country to spend four days not talking to people? Just you know, because you're too nervous to, you know, or whatever. You just have no personality. You sit there and just whatever. No, yeah. I'm ruining. So let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. Uh, did you do San Diego this year? Yeah. How how was it, how was it this year? It was very very busy. Good. Very busy. Did you sell out? Yeah. Good. Good. I, yeah, I remember. Well, we saw. I get smart, you know, every year I bring a little bit more, and then last year I got, well, two, last year I just brought, like, everything. <laughs> like, everything, like, a ton of books, Dan. Yeah. Literally, a ton. Because I'm like, I'm not, it's nice selling out, except, and once you sell out, you're just watching money walk past that you can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very, 
frustrating. Sure, sure. So the last year, like this, or this year, that's not happening. I'm getting every last dollar I can. <laughs> last shekel. Every, you know. When the guy sweeping up at the end of the show goes past with his broom, he is getting a bucket. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm shipped. I wasn't even thinking. I was just like, you know, I just, you know, it's convention season. I got deadlines and I'm tired and I'm up and not sleeping and I'm just mad with, you know, I'm mad drunk with power dance. <laughs> everything I say to the printer because I had to print the books just before the show. Shit, everything. Did you ever see the, the professional? Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Gary, Old, Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. You know, the end of that movie where he just, Bring me everyone! And brings, like, you know, four squadrons of police to this one little building, you know, SWAT team. So anyhow, there's no way to sell a ton of comic books, even in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Not with, you know, <laughs> when you do it yourself. <laughs> no, when it's you and four of your buddies. <laughs> no way. I had this, like, a mountain of boxes of comic books behind us. Okay. A box. <laughs> How can I, like, picture, I don't know, like a Buick, and then picture that being boxes of comic books. Okay. So that <laughs> amount of mass of comic books behind the food. And then, you know, we're moving books, so we're just, like, barely putting a dent in this mess of mass, which, by the way, costs about three grand a ship. Oh, Oops. <laughs> Do you want to say, I said send everything. It's San Diego. I'm a big deal. Send it all. Just send it right there. Hurry. Three grand. Ding. And, of course, there's no way to sell. A t- you know, there's only, even if you're moving, even if everybody there is moving books nonstop, there's only so much you can push out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this becomes a mathematic equation at some point. You're going to talk to X amount of people an hour who are going to buy X amount of books. Plus, I'm like a moron set the precedent of I'm going to sign everybody's book. <laughs> you know, that was our well, last year, you know, 10 years ago, dog all full of piss and vinegar. Oh, every book I'm going to sign. You know, you come and get it from me. I'm going to sign them, put a little sketch in there for you. You know, everybody wants it. So you're in San Diego, and there's a ton of books behind you, and now you, your friends think you're going to sign every single one of them and put a sketch in there. So, so you started doing stick people. Uh, well, I can draw a zombie fetus without even looking. Okay. So okay. Get about it. <laughs> I can draw. I can draw it almost as good with my left hand as I can with my right. Now. Oh goodness. So anyhow, there's no way to move that many books. So you get to ship them back. Ding! There's another two grand. Yeah. <laughs> and now, the, now you're sleeping on top of them, right? Uh, well, they're mostly gone now. That was okay. last year. Okay. I think uh, I don't know. I got you know maybe five hundred left. Maybe I got like five hundred left at that. But okay. Still. Anyways, well, we're we're here to talk about a book that people are going to find in uh, the August, the September previews. Uh, yeah, yeah, eight twenty-seven. Is that the end of August? Yeah. Okay, yep. good. Yep. 
So tell us. The numbering. Go ahead. Excuse me. When oh. she gets to like, like 10, 11, 12, I know that's easy. You know, it's October, November, December, and the first is easy. <laughs> first month, that's January. After that, forget it. I have no idea. I can't do that. February? No, I say that's February. No. 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 Yes. Uh, end, uh, end of August. <laughs> you pick up previews. Theoretically, my book will be in there. Although... Like I say, I got confused, and this month I went and looked in there, and I'm like, well, hey, where the hell is my book? Called the distributor up. I said, hey, I thought we were going to do a whole big deal about this. And then he told me, hey, idiot. <laughs> this is, <laughs> hey, pal, this is 727. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right. So what, what, what is going to be solicited? What are we looking forward to pre-ordering here? We're, we're looking for a, uh, a book that's called Arsenic Lullaby. It's been nominated for the Industry's Two Highest Award. Soon to be three. Soon to be three. Not the ghastly yet, because my a-hole buddies forgot to, or just all decided to give me the finger. <laughs> yeah, whatever, delete. You know, oh, yeah, you bet, delete. Send emails out, Dan. Now, you know, I don't like admitting that I do stuff like that, that I ask people to nominate me for awards. <laughs> this is how annoyed I am. I'm so annoyed at, at these people that I'm willing to admit that I went and asked somebody to nominate me for an award. How humiliating is that? <laughs> you know? That's like like staging a fight so you look cool. Hey, go into the bar and then start something with me and then I'll, I'll win and then I'll look cool next to the girl. <laughs> You know, like some bizarre, like, movie George McFly thing. That's what I'm admitting. Anyhow, I should qualify. Which you can find in September previews on page 248. Well, I have a new issue out. And it's got Baron Von Donut in it, which is, he's an alcoholic cereal mascot. And the Kiesler Company wants to do a Christmas commercial. And Baron Von Donut doesn't want to do a Christmas commercial, so they keep arguing and modifying the commercial until it's like the worst Christmas commercial ever. Okay. And Cthulhu is in it, and I don't want to give away the Cthulhu story because you know a lot of people have done their take on Cthulhu, and a lot of it's good, and a lot of it's bad. But I think my spin on it is, you know, uh, no one else has done it this way, really. Okay. I don't want to give it away, but it's it's really I'm really really proud of the Cthulhu story. It's one of my probably one of my funniest stories ever. Now is this is this book is uh, is it like a 32 page or are we talking like another trade size OGN? It's like a half of a trade. Okay. You know, <laughs> I can't remember how many pages it is. It's it's not as thick as a normal trade, but it's not a 32-pager. It's a nice, meaty size, but it's not that expensive. Okay, what, what's it going to be selling for? I don't, I don't remember that either. I don't remember nothing. I am not prepared for this, damn it. I think it's $10. <laughs> Why did you just call me out of the blue and say, hey, let's do an interview? <laughs> I think it's $10. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with the book. It might be in color. Oh, <laughs> I'm still working that out. Did I just call someone else unprofessional earlier in this interview? 
A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, well. It might. I've been wanting to do a color book for a while, but then you talk to the distributor and you talk to other publishers, hey, should I make the leap from black and white to color? Because the kind of book I do, it's not really eye candy, you know, you're reading it for the stories, and it, it being in black and white almost adds a little bit because it, it looks like a newspaper cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. Did I make the leap? I ask these people. And they all go, well, you're going to get a jump but probably not enough to make up for the extra cost. I've been hearing this for 10 years. And then yeah. now 10 years later, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. When's the last person who actually tried it went from a black and white book to a color book? It's not, it's not 2001 anymore. It's, you know, it's 2012. Make doing this in color is infinitely easier now than it was 10 years ago. And where's the... And where am I getting this information from? Other publishers, you know, a bunch of loser publishers who never take any risks? <laughs> <laughs> what are I asking them for? You know, why am I asking people that I crush every time I go to a comic book event? Why am I asking this guy? I just uh, spent three days crushing his sales. Why am I asking him what I should do? <laughs> and, you know, and asking the distributor is great, except they're getting their information from these other loser publishers. So what am I, you know, forget it. So now... Then I went out and I checked, and that's probably going to be in color. Okay. At least most of it will be in color. Okay. I don't. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. Is this your now? Just in terms of arsenic lullaby, is this your first time coloring? Because I'm sure your mad stuff is colored. Yeah, all the stuff in mad is colored. I've never done any arsenic lullaby in color. Okay. Now, except, you know, except you know, like a print here and there. Okay. Now, what I'm curious about is, I, I thought from what we had talked about last time when The Devil's Decade came out, that you were done with the arsenic lullaby stuff. Or at least taking a well, break. That's every everybody misinterpreted that. Okay. What I said was, if the cartoon doesn't take off, no, yeah, if the cartoon doesn't take off, wait, now I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> if I can see now why you guys misinterpreted it, it is confusing, <laughs> even in my brain. Now, it's, I'm done with arsenic lullaby unless the cartoon doesn't work. That's what it was. Okay. Because okay. I moved on to doing an animated cartoon. Does this mean that the cartoon no. done? No, this means that the cartoon is up in the air still. Okay. It is now in the hand. You know, it's in the hands of people and managers and producers and agents who have some, you know, enough money to not really worry about getting anything done. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I was afraid was going to happen, which is what I told everybody. Hey, man, there's the gold like cartoon. It's going to be great. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe it will. Or maybe it's going to sit somewhere forever and rot. Or, may, you know, maybe people are just going to keep kicking the tires on it for the next five years. Who knows? <laughs> Anyhow, that's why the name of the title of this uh, issue of Arsenic Lullaby is called The Big Stall. Okay. That's what I'm doing. I'm stalling. I still got to keep the electricity on. Damn straight. <laughs> Damn straight. Now, when you when you did San Diego, you had an exclusive book. Was that, something, was that new material or was that just reprinted material? It was all new. Okay. It was... It was like maybe the first section of the big stall. Oh, okay. Okay. It was like a advanced preview 
Ashcan edition book. Is that uh, was it a big seller at the show? Or were people picking up mostly the Devil's Decade and older stuff? No, they, that thing blew off the shelves. That thing, that, that, yeah, that one did real well because I, I can't remember what we were charging for it, like maybe like seven dollars or something. So it was nice and cheap. It was a good way for people who never heard of us before to pick something up. Plus, it was a Comic Con exclusive, you know, so you get all the sure, sure souvenir hunters and stuff. So I imagine that you were sold out of that in the first two days, then. Mm, no. No? Sunday. Okay. Well, because I printed up, I can't remember now, 500? I'm not good with numbers. That's why I draw comic books. We did 500 of them. <laughs> we did 500. Which, which probably sounds, you know, impressive. All 500 and four and a half days. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is pretty good. And remember, I had to draw a sketch in every one of them. Because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I not only made them signed and numbered, I left a big square on the back, so the back of it was a sketch, essentially a sketch cover. Okay. Good idea. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was a great idea, wasn't it? Nice work, me. <laughs> Good thinking, me. Yeah, and how many are you going to print? 500. Oh, great. So you're going to... Five hundred sketch covers in four days, four and a half days. You're an idiot. <laughs> so I was so angry by Sunday. <laughs> so angry, and there's no way to figure out who's a souvenir hunter from who's, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I know, don't know all of my fans. It's impossible, uh, and so I don't want to. You know, be a jerk to somebody who's been picking my stuff up for ten years. But if I if I saw but if I did if there was some way I could have known that they were just souvenir hunters, it would just been the worst. You know, it would have been like a three second sketch. Here, here you go, beat it. Right. So here's here's uh, here's a quick uh, superwoman with big boobs. That's you like, right? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you, you people want any help? Six with capes and big racks. Here, here you go. Oh man! I know every time we, that we talk, that in terms of merchandise, you're always working on something new. You were working on the coin last time we talked. Uh, anything new, merchandise-wise, in the works? I was working on the what? The coin. Oh. Um. No, that's not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you disappointed me. Damn it! Sorry. Well, I did this. We did jewelry. Right? Mm-hmm. Like little, like a necklace with like a little amulet, sort of. Am, is that even a word? Amulet? Yeah. yeah. A little amulet in the center, and and each amulet was like a little one-inch inked drawing that I did. Like Boy, an actual, like, <laughs> like a little actual piece of original art inside each little amulet. Do you, still have those? Yeah. do you still have no, those? those? Okay. No, those, are, those are all gone. Would they, you do they that again? <laughs> they just flew, right? <laughs> yeah. That was it. And I'm glad they're gone, and I don't want to plug it because I don't want to have to do that again. Okay. People, because... Anybody listening, you cannot order these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds great, huh? Well, maybe somebody will you know, steal the idea and they can torture themselves. Sorry, you know. There you go. Hey, 
Well, see, what's better than drawing 500 sketch covers? <laughs> when I try to draw 500 pictures of the size of a quarter. <laughs> Let me just draw a zombie fetus and voodoo chow, but it can't be any bigger than a quarter. Here we go. Whee! Yay! <laughs> Yay! The torture you put yourself through. Yeah, so I don't know. Those I, We might do those again, but I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> I should, but I don't want to. Have put you, it that way. Have you pondered yet uh, going digital with anything? I pondered it. Mm, I don't know. Sure. Not really. No, okay. I probably won't. I okay. Maybe I'll, I'll probably throw it out there, but I don't think it looks good digital. Really? It's, I think, yeah, my book especially. Because <laughs> <laughs> my book is, here's the thing, I know what I'm doing, so my book isn't going to be as good digital. I'm not just making eye candy. Okay. You know, not, not every page is a splash page. You know, I use more than three panels a page. Stuff like that, where you don't actually know how to tell a story in sequential you know, comic book form, and you're just drawing pretty pictures and throwing word balloons on them, those look good digitally. But when you're actually using the, you know, the tools and the structure and the language of a comic book, you know, different panel sizes, different configurations for different modes, it doesn't really translate well digitally. Right, right. Well, that's, so, and that's plus, it's not, plus it's only black and white. At this point, that doesn't so mean it looks anything. Even, it looks even worse when it's just on a phone. What? <laughs> <laughs> there was a company that did it, and you know, it cost me nothing. I got a royalty. Fine, here you go. What do I care? Ruin my reputation. Go ahead. <laughs> and they're no, no, no. This is going to be real good because they have they've got fancy ways of doing it where. You can kind of scroll through a panel or blow things up or certain things move. You know, everybody's got some weird little tool that's supposed to make it not lame to be reading a comic book on your phone when there's an entire world of porn available to you (laughs) (laughs) through the same device. It's the the same reason I don't go to comic book conventions in Las Vegas. You know, like every, every... Year every couple of years. Hey, the big event will give you a table. I said, I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Oh, there's gonna be. A... Here's why. I don't want to meet the guy who's gonna walk past all those slot machines, all those shows, all those prostitutes to read a comic book. <laughs> I don't want to know that guy. <laughs> now you've alienated everybody who lives in Vegas. I tell you. Well, <laughs> who's passing all that up to go read a comic book? <laughs> And if you if you live there, I guess it's a little different because you're walking past that every day. But true. So anyhow, that's the reason I don't do the digital comic thing. Really, you got a phone in your hand, you can play Tetris on, you can talk to some guy in Guam on Facebook, you can look at all this porn, you can do God knows what. You're going to read a black and white comic book instead. <laughs> that is now the, that is now the size of a baseball card. There you go. There uh, you go. I, yeah, forget it. All right. Uh, well, we're we're kind of towards the end of the interview here, so we got to, of course, ask you. You know, this year, the shows you've been to, what's the most horrific thing that's happened? The most horrific thing, honestly, the most horrific thing that happened was me drawing five hundred sketch covers in San Diego. 
that was that was the worst. That was way worse than any you know any of the horrible people I had to meet, any of the smells, any of the a hole you know quote unquote tears that I deal with. By my hand, it felt like somebody ran it over the car. When you're now, when you're doing the sketches, are you just doing your characters, or were people asking you for like specific things, like that big-breasted Wonder Woman you talked about? They're asking for specific things sometimes. Usually, here's how I, you know, tell me, you know, like Thursday, hey, what would you like? And then by like Saturday, I'm like, well, I could do a zombie fetus for you, unless you'd like something else. And then by Sunday, here we go, zombie fetus. You know, I just stop asking. <laughs> I'm going to ask. Here, Peter, Graham. You learned I your started, lesson. I started drawing some in the hotel, you know, just just to pace myself so I wasn't drawing them one after the next. And then I would, like, turn my back like some crappy sleight-of-hand musician. Here, let me sketch on that for you. And then I switch it out with the ones that are already sketched. There you go. <laughs> asinine. The whole idea was asinine. But I did get, you know... In the beginning, when I was dumb enough to ask them what they wanted, I did get some. I drew uh, Wonder Woman a couple times and Power Girl and a bunch of Spider Man. Oh, man. How horrible, huh? Well, I'm not. I don't really even know what these people look like. So. <laughs> Like, I know what Spider-Man looks like, but which Spider-Man? The movie Spider-Man or the Spider-Man I grew up with or Spider-Man where he's got some venom? You know, I drew Spider-Man, and, it, like, I remember, and it was, you know, like a 12-year-old kid, and he looked at me like, what the hell is this? Who's this guy? Who's <laughs> that kid? It's Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man's cousin's name is, you don't know, from Spider-Man when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's a lad. <laughs> Oh, they make you happy, don't they? I love my job. That's right. Uh, speaking of shows, what do you got coming up for the rest of the year? What are you doing? I'm doing Detroit Fanfare, which is an uh, excellent show. I'm doing uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Is, is that FallCon? FallCon, yes. Thank okay. You. And... Uh, you have a show coming up, don't you? March. No, next March. Next March? Didn't yeah, you have you... one in the fall? Nope, not this year. Next year. Oh. So you don't have to worry about that until next year. Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot. Baltimore. Okay. Those, no. uh, those, uh, Baltimore was uh, a lot of fun. These three next three shows are actually uh, a lot of fun. You, once you get past... San Diego's fun because you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, you make the money, Dan. Just as much as you can draw, as fast as you can talk to them, just pow, just bring it in. So that's fun. But and then the ones leading up to it, they could be fun, except you're stressed out because you're worried about San Diego. Once San Diego's over, I just because I got a big fat bank account, right, and I'm short sighted. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be rich forever. Look at me, whoa! <laughs> you know, I'm not going to your show. You were mean to me. I'm not going to that show. That's too far away. Your show is a bad hotel. I'm not going there. I don't need your way. <laughs> <laughs> Come February, I'm you know living in a garbage can. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I just do that one more show? Why didn't I? 
<laughs> so after San Diego, I only do shows that are really, you know, fun, because sure. I'm an idiot, I think I only have to do fun shows. Right, right. But Detroit Fanfare is a lot of fun. Uh, Fall Con in Minnesota is just, I mean, it's great. I love that show. really do. And Baltimore, I went last year, and it was really, really well done show, and just focusing on comic books. That's the thing that these three shows have in common is it's really just focused on comic books. So the people that show there, show up there, they're looking for comic books. They're not looking right. for toys. They're not looking for Scott Bakula. They're not looking for, you know, their red shirt from the end on some episode of Star Trek or the guy who sold Doctor Who's scarf. They're there for comic books. Right, right. And it's just more fun. Cool. Very because cool. Because there's nobody more important than you there. <laughs> no, no stinking movie stars and wrestlers and no, 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 it's us, it's me, me, woo! Get rid of those movie stars. Now, are there any shows in? Because uh, I know you're in Wisconsin. Are there any shows like that are in Wisconsin near you? No, isn't that great? That's horrible. Nope. It is horrible. <laughs> the closest show is um, C2E2. Okay. Which isn't that bad, you know, it's only like an hour, hour and a half away, but no, there's nothing. In my own hometown, there's nothing. Do you even have a shop, a local shop? Yes. Yeah, okay. we've got about six. Okay. Do, well, do, <laughs> uh, do you have any signings? No do you have any signings planned or anything? No. Okay. No. I don't, I don't like doing signings. No? Because it just means more sketches? <laughs> well, it's sort of, you know, it's a waste of a day. <laughs> <laughs> I can interact with the public who buy my stuff, but nope. It's a, it's a waste of a... It's a waste. Here's, the, here's the thing, and i got a giant ego, but I mean, there's the reality of it. My book does really well nationally, right? Right, right. <laughs> because there, every store has about, you know, six, eight, ten despicable weirdos in it who love the kind of thing I do. So, but you can, you narrow that down to one store. You know how much time do you spend with eight guys? Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. You know it's, it becomes it becomes as you just sitting there staring at the owner. Blinking. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, I, did, I did one in Chicago, which was you know once in a while I do one in Chicago because there's a chain there and they can send each chain each store and that chain will send their six, eight, ten guys and then you're actually getting somewhere. Right. Well are you talking Graham Crackers or Amazing Fantasy? Uh Graham Crackers. Okay. Amazing Fantasy is in Chicago? Yeah. Oh. Well not not in Chicago. They're out in the suburbs. But yeah, right. they have they got four stores. One of them carries one of them carries your books. What? One of the Amazing Fantasies had, last time I was there, had a good uh, pile of your books. One? One of them, yeah. One, one of, of them. them. One of them has a nice indie section. The other ones are kind of smaller. Well, you said one of them like it was a good thing. Hey, I've one, never, one you, of them. I've never seen your books in the Graham Crackers. That, you know why? Because they fly <laughs> off the shelf. <laughs> the people at Graham Crackers don't take the book and put it in a stack and go, look at this pretty stack of indie books we have. No. <laughs> put it right, I've seen it. They put it right on the thing because they don't want kids looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> they, put it they put it right on the table in front of them. Make sure, you know, 
Oh, goodness. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, what websites can people go to to check you out? www.arsenicallullabies.com. If you go there, it's going to have pretty much everything you need to know. It's got the convention schedule. It's got samples of the book. It's got a store. It's got uh, uh, the store. And it's got a store. Nice. Very nice. And people can check out your, your blog that you do there. Um, are you still doing the podcasting? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes, I am, but I've kind of separated it from the comic book. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I don't know about you, but when I when I hear like a movie star or a singer or somebody give their opinion on politics, I'm just like, you know what? Shut up. Just. Uh, you're a movie star. What the hell do you know? Shut up about politics and pretend to shoot a ray gun at a robot. <laughs> you know, shut up about what senator's doing what. Stand in front of the blue screen and pretend you're on Mars. No one gives a rat's ass what you're talking about. So, since I, since I <laughs> am giving, blowing out my opinion on the podcast, I thought it only fair that I separate it from the comic book so that people who... Like my comic book, they don't have to hear my opinion on anything else. Sure, sure. When people like my opinion, they can come and hear my wit and wisdom. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll end it on this. Uh, when people pick up the pre- previews at the end of the month, uh, what what publisher name are you under so they know where to go and, and find it to get the code to pre-order it? Arsenic Lullaby. Arsenic Lullaby Publishing. Very cool. So, yeah, we definitely look forward to uh, checking out the big stall. It's uh, it's really, really, it's really good. I'm really proud of it. And, uh, you know, I'm not one to just, I don't ever say anything I do is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever tell you I did a bad book, but I will go, yeah, it's all right. Or, yeah, it's pretty good. No, this one is, this is really good. <laughs> it's, it's especially the Cthulhu story. It's really good. Very cool. Well, Doug, thank you for taking the time, and we will have you back on to talk about whatever you're ready to talk about next. Thanks. Hey, thanks a lot, Dan.
Swinging from the tree, swinging.